Hello, it's Fern here, popping in quickly before the show because I really want to hear from you. I'm forever grateful to you every single time you press play on an episode of Happy Place. And this show really is for you. So in the interest of doing more stuff that you love and less of the stuff you're not bothered by, I would love it if you took a couple of minutes to fill out a little survey for me. The link will be in the show notes. Your input on the content and the format and the guests and all those types of things is so important to help me and the Happy Place team shape the future of Happy Place. So just click on the link in the show notes to share all your thoughts and musings. I appreciate you loads. Hello and welcome to Happy Place, your weekly guide to navigating this very upside down world. I'm Fern Cotton, and today we're off to meet the pair behind one of the hit podcasts of the year, Shag Married Annoyed. It's Chris and Rosie Ramsey. Go and tell, <laughs> tell her about Tua Chris. Tua Chris is a grade A bellend. Right. Who, no, he bosses everyone around. Right. And there's like four of them together, four of the lads together. They're all the same. They're all the same. They all have this like really like lad, lads, lads vibe. First of all, you make them so sound we- like we're blooming on Gartner Magaluf for a fortnight. <laughs> it's not lads, lads, lads. This is a proper woozy late night chat between very tired parents. If you have kids, I'm sure you've had a few of them too. Get ready for that. And as ever, check the show notes for things we discuss that you might find upsetting. Here's a lovely piece of business to discuss with you. Happy Place is in the running for a couple of British Podcast Awards. The first is Moment of the Year, which is, my goodness, such an honour. And the second is their public vote called Listener's Choice. So you know what to do, but I'll say it anyway. All you need to do is go to britishpodcastawards.com forward slash vote and vote for Happy Place if you fancy it. I'd love that. Do it now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And now, here's the show. How are you guys doing? Like, you know, obviously this is, we all know it's a weird time. How are you lot? We're all right. (laughs) (laughs) The gap gap there was frightening, wasn't it? It was like, shall I let, in my head, it was like, shall I let Rosie whinge first or shall I whinge (laughs) first? No, we're we're all right. Do you know what it is? The first couple of weeks were really nice. And obviously not nice because it's a pandemic and it's horrific. But personally for us, Chris is away so much. We've both been so busy. It was quite nice to have a bit of chill time and be at home. And and the lockdown, effect of the lockdown didn't affect us massively in the first couple of weeks. Um, Third week, I I hit the, I was like, right, okay, I'm ready for this to be finished. Ready to get back to normal. You're still kind of enjoying yourself. So it's really strange for me. So we were listening to the um, to Louis Theroux interviewing John Ronson and he was talking about how he's got, and we'd never heard of this, he was talking about, I catastrophize, I've got quite bad anxiety with some things, but I get really down about something and then as soon as I'm out of that situation, I can just be fine. And John Ronson said it was, what was it? Um, situational, situational depression. Situational depression. Oh, wow, I've not heard I think of I've that. Got, yeah, yeah so I think it. I've got something similar because I'm... I've, because I catastrophize and because I've always worried about something in my head and I'm always quite stressed out, when everything else gets shut down and it's like, right, this is what you're doing now forever, this is it, I kind of, you kind of accept it easier. Does that make sense? I've like, I've accepted it a lot, a lot quicker and easier than I thought I would have accepted it. Like, I'm not pulling me here. I don't want to go to the pub. I don't want to go to a restaurant. I'm not that bothered. 
Um, some days are bad. Some days I'm like, I wake up and I'm like, why? What's the point in getting out of bed? But you know, if I if I crack on with the day, I'm normally all right. I just try, I, I try and look at the positives on it. All I'm trying to do is remind myself of the fact that I've been trying to have some time off for so long mm. and to see my son. And it, God, this isn't the way I wanted it <laughs> like, uh. at all. But I'm just trying to think. I'll never get this time again. Trying to he's my little best mate, and he. Oh yeah. At the minute, it's been really good for you too. But you yeah. personally, you're the most relaxed you've ever been in your life. I've never seen him this this relaxed, like just kind of sitting still and being able to chill. You've never ever done this. Don't quite know how to in... do that. And so that sort of catastrophizing and anxiety doesn't creep into your your work at all. You don't get anxious before at all. Oh, Rosie's nodding slightly. Do you get anxious? Oh God, before yeah. I am. Yeah. Oh, I am the when I'm writing a tour, when I'm writing a new show, in the process of writing it and going to different gigs and trying it out. I would. I think it's safe to say that I'm one of the worst people in the world. Horrible, <laughs> horrible. The, the, you're not one of. You are the worst person in the world when you're writing a tour. Yeah, I promise um, you. I know that feeling. I know that. Fe- I mean, I even felt slightly like that today, knowing I had this at eight thirty. And obviously, you know, we've all got kids, so we do have to just make things work at the moment yeah. while they're not at school and what's you know what's happening in the world. But I. I mean, this is so close to my bedtime. If I start oh, slurring, man. you will Honestly, know what. Like, thank you for I am. Doing it at this point. I'm on the decline. What? No, no, I'm absolutely fine. I want you on the podcast more than anything. Oh, the I would have done it at three in the morning, <laughs> but I am like, if I'm incoherent at any point, you know why? Because I'm just on the sort of decline to the duvet, yeah. Yeah. and even I get a little bit in the day, like angsty and I don't know why and it, I think I it's, it's you know when you because you care so much about going on tour and you care so much about what you do it's it, I guess it's hard not to have those extreme feelings around it because you so want to enjoy it and you so want it to go well yeah 100% I um, I had that a bit today as I say um, knowing that we had this tonight and I was a little bit angsty and I was a little bit tense and I, I lost my temper at one point and I was like what are you doing where's at me what? Finn lost your temper um, at me wow, of course good god um, still hasn't really apologised <laughs> not arguing in front of Finn <laughs> I did a bo- I, let's get I it apologize. all out. Uh, get it I'll all. have you know, I apologise straight away. Then I put together some garden furniture for her. So I think, fair enough. as oh, far as apologies go, that is a bloody slam dunk in my book. It's a, it's a pretty yeah. good one. It's, um, right. it's a pretty good one. But yeah, it's it's um, the thing with with stand up especially is there's no right way to do it. If you want to talk about a certain yeah. topic, there's a million different ways you can go with anything. And I'm I'm really. I have to have I have to speak to a therapist when I'm writing a new show. That's that's when my therapist gets the phone call and we we'll do some Skype. Really? Yeah, we we'll do some Skype sessions to calm us down because I'm on on basically our joint orders, isn't it? Me and you will just go like because I just, I'm just horrible. I'm just really stressed and just really mm. awful. To be I, I think it, you you want it to be good. I think that's what it is. I think you put a lot of pressure on yourself. Yeah. And you, Chris, Chris is one of the only not one of the only comedians, but one of a few comedians who writes a new show every single year. And I think you you put that pressure on yourself. And you always do it, and it's always great, but it's it's heavy going when you are writing it. Yeah. But it's just because you want it to be good, and it's all the pressure is actually all on you. How do you deal with that? You know, because I relate to that feeling, Chris. I, I am I'm exactly like that a lot. Um, and my husband is very calm and kind of just lets me go through mm. it, and is and is very generous about it. How how do you deal with it? I'm I'm a bit like that. <laughs> Amana? I'm all the good things you no, just said, no, no, no. <laughs> bad. Um, I yeah, am I will lovely. No, um, she, you are, you know what it is. You are. Go on. Yeah. I will no, let you. I will you let think? you brag about how nice you are because you are understanding. You are lovely. Nobody said nice. But you do just... say Skype your therapist now. Well, yeah, because share the load. Like oh, I'm not your therapist. Yeah. I'm your wife. You know what I mean? I'm like share Ooh. the load. Come on. Your mum's quite like you gets a bit anxious so it's not like you don't really ring your mom to tell yeah, her yeah. stuff I can't, I can't confide in me mom because it just doubles the problem no 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 it just doubles the problem because yeah, now my mom's stressed out a bit mm. as well and i'm like oh well i've done that it all goes on me yeah but <laughs> it's all on me luckily i'm i've always been quite like when i was growing up my mom said i was so laid back i was like nearly horizontal so we're kind of it works well yeah because i think i calm you down a bit no you do you've definitely made us a better person a million percent and she's <laughs> you can oh god i'm not gonna i'm gonna not gonna forget that in a hurry am i <laughs> you oh, said oh, it. don't this send her recorded don't so send, cut that out will you because it's gonna it's gonna be a text tone um <laughs> i uh I, I, rosie could literally watch you could sit there watching an episode of real housewives wives or whatever while the house burned down around you you yeah. wouldn't move 
like you know and i can't watch something on the telly if there's a dirty dish in the sink that's the difference yeah i've known you for a long time but i don't think i necessarily knew all this about you you know i've i'll I've hide it away when i'm on a years, panel show do you think there is a therapeutic nature to what you do in that way you know when you're on stage or you're or you're working on your comedy you know is is that a way to leave that side of you behind somewhat yeah i'd like to be the guy on stage in real life a lot more just yeah I'd, I, I mean, it would be. Uh, oh, you be are. You are. You've been hard on yourself there. You no, are. no. I'm, again, I'm, a lot of comedians aren't are nothing like what they are on stage. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying a lot of comics are absolutely. You'll see them on stage, given at large, and they're really big and really animated. But then in real life, they're not. I'm very close to what I am, but on stage, I sort of give. They get the best version of me. I often see tweets yeah. going, "Oh, I'd love to like knock around with them. I wish he's me mate." And I feel like going, "Ah, you wouldn't want this full time." Like. <laughs> I tweet them back, going, "No, he's a bit, bit of a dickhead." <laughs> Rosie's like, "I can confirm, you would not want to this guy." You don't. <laughs> oh, bless you, Noah. It would. Um, imagine being like that all the time, though. Gosh. Yeah, it would be full on. Well, you say living Intense. with a comedian's hard, anyway, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess you're getting extremes of both, aren't you? Because you're you're either getting that like high octane energy or you know, I guess maybe you're getting the come down side of that as well, Rosie. Like, you know, is there a post tour yeah. moment where everything feels slightly <laughs> slower? And <laughs> go and tell her, tell her about Tua Chris. Tua Chris is a grade A bellend. Right. Who <laughs> naughty bosses everyone around. Right. He expects everyone to do everything right. for him because he's got he's got he's got his tour drive his tour driver his manager his second tour driver. Wow. Um, is is Carl, who's your support act, who's also his best friend. And y- there's like four of them together, four of the lads together. Lovely bunch of lads. But you ju- they all come back. And I've spoke to the other girlfriends and boyfriends of said men on tour. And um, they're all the same. They're all the same. They all have this like really like lad, lads, lads vibe. And everything's just banter, banter, banter. And, and really not cool crack it's like really sarcastic right. crack so, first of all you make them so sound it, like we're blooming on Gantt and Magaluf for a fortnight no. it's not lads 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 no I, I mean I mean lads 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 as in like 90s computer geeks oh god hold on sorry yeah. she's gone the other way right can we get something in between <laughs> Magaluf 2020 and computer geeks can we get something in the middle there because both are, I'm not having either of them that's they're both slander. It's, They're both slander. Okay, in the middle. That's what you're like. <laughs> yeah, true. It's intense. Yeah. yeah. We don't suffer fools much on the tour because you go to a, it's something so pathetic as you go to a hotel and you go for your breakfast and the mistake that's about to be made on the breakfast, you've, it's been made 50 times on the tour. You're in the 50th hotel and you came to the end of the tour once, didn't you? And you came for breakfast with her and she oh, couldn't, she word. was like, this is the worst because it was just four guys who knew exactly what they wanted, didn't suffer fools and had to sit down. And we weren't rude or anything, but there's this like, it's the 50th time we've done it. Yeah. And we know that that's going to cover the bacon well done and can I have this with that? And you, Rosie said, then this is just horrible. They complained about everything. <laughs> yeah. It was awful. I hate people complaining so in restaurants. It makes me feel really so embarrassed. I hate it. I yeah. would rather, I will eat something that tastes like utter shit rather than complain. Same. I cannot complain. Same. I can't yeah. do it. No. It's not happening. See, that at the beginning of the tour, that's what I'm saying. At the beginning of the tour, you don't complain. You're like, oh, it's great. Yeah, I'll go, oh, you've one of your pubic hairs is in this. That's fine. Yeah. Thank you for the gift. But... By the by end, the of it, end you want a golden egg. So that's that's so that's what that's why tour Chris is a right. So I come back off the tour, and I've it's like I've been sort of it's like the opposite of the military. I've been getting away with murder, and there's no pleases and thank yous. We all just we're, we're grunting at each other by the end, and I'll come back and I try <laughs> I try and get away with it in the house, and it doesn't last. Very no, long. I guess so. You have like a period of integration where you're just transitioning into normal life again. And you've both got to kind of deal with that, yeah. And do you think... This is the longest I've been at home. So I wrote an article a little while back, I don't know, it's probably a year ago, about how me and Jesse had had some like massive Barney in the park and we'd been rowing about nothing, but it was a big argument. But actually by the end of it, we cleared the air, we felt better, we were on, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the same page and and we moved on, it was great. And in the papers the next day it was, we were getting divorced. And I was like, I didn't fucking say that. I, I was saying that we had an argument. And I think the general perception is if you're having anything but this kind of seamless marriage then you're about to be divorced and I love that mm-hmm. your podcast challenges that without maybe knowing you're doing so by just saying we love each wow. other we're together but it's not this kind of us dancing in a bloody meadow with you know yeah. daffodils or whatever it's it's real and it's work and it's it's a back and forth relationship do you think 
with your personality types, because you've got a successful marriage and you seem to be, you know, best friends as well as marriage, that that just works, that combination of your, I'm assuming, intensity at times, Chris, and Rosie, your... And and Rosie. (laughs) And Rosie's... She's intense. You fit in that way and you work because you are quite different in your personalities. I think so. I think that's exact. I think you've put, hit the nail on the head, to be yeah, honest. absolutely. Well, yeah. you often say that we're different. Didn't you say, you said yesterday about something, you said we're so different about something. We are so different, but I think it's in a in a good way. I think if you're too similar, it's, um, you, see, if you if you were as laid back as I am, nothing would get done. <laughs> this sounds, and, if, and if I was, you know, as uptight sometimes as you are, we'd just be like li- living in this simmering sort of, bubbling pot all the time so it's I think it's really good and you bring out some lovely sides of me and I hope that I bring out some lovely sides of you and it just it fits and I I think we got married quite quickly we got married a year after we got together wasn't it Uh, I proposed after six months and Mm -hmm. we got married the next year we it was so quick and we were very much like we were oh gosh we were so like in love weren't we it was a bit it was disgusting to be honest past tense no (laughs) past tense come on just can we just pick up on the fact that remember, Rosie was talking about we how much love. we loved each other as a fond memory? <laughs> that is oh, wonderful. I just back and pulled the laptop across the table. <laughs> no, I didn't mean it like that, but yes. No, and, we, and were, though, we were absolutely we were, yeah. besotted with each other, yeah. And then, so, wait, so, going, so going back to when you met, tell us, because I don't know this, tell us the, the love story of Rosie and Chris. Oh, here she goes. She's going to talk about how I fancied everyone when we were kids. When we were kids. <laughs> Chris used to fancy me. (laughs) Um, My friend lived in the street behind Chris's parents and we used to come to his street sometimes and we always knew each other. And then we went to college together um, and we knew of each other, grew up in the same town. Hmm. And then it wasn't until we were... How old are we when we met? I can't remember. 26? So Rosie used to come and, and, and go in the street, in my street with the bigger boys. Her friend was going out with the bigger boy, and Rosie was going out with the bigger boy, and I used to like look and be like, "Oh," and uh, yeah, college was well. College, you, you've skipped over the fact that uh, your boyfriend at college, I was in maths with him. I sat next to him. Oh yeah. And I used to walk past you in the corridor and be like, "Hiya," <laughs> and she was like, "Hi," and I was like, "Hiya," and then uh, yeah, it was um, years, literally year. I hadn't seen you for years. Years mm-hmm. later, I came back from touring, um, and you'd came back from working away, and my man, we happened to randomly bump into each other. Um, it was in the summer, I think, and then the following, the following kind Christmas. of October, yeah, yeah, the following October time, we we'll, we'll bumped into each other and then sort of started started going out really. Um, but we've known each other since we're about fourteen. Wow. And, um, it was quite. That was what was quite nice about it because I think it was one. It, it happened so fast because we already sort of knew each other, uh, and it was that. It was that like. We knew everything. We knew where we, the other person lived. We kind of knew where they'd gone to school. So you didn't have to learn everything well, your phrase, about each other. Your phrase, you're dancing around because I think you don't want to sound too dirty here. Is <laughs> she, she said me for she was like, I knew where you'd been. Oh. I, just saw, I, I knew where, I knew where you'd nice. been. <laughs> nice. But there is, you know but there is um, perhaps something quite nice about that. You know, you know each other's yeah. history. So you don't have to do all that catching up whatever you fast track to a place we go oh great well we like each other and we're you know we're attracted to each other let's let's do it and I guess for you then at that point it was um an easy decision to make that that marriage would be the right thing for you Mm -hmm. yeah I didn't ever honestly want to marry anyone until I met Rosie that is well nice no, I didn't. Oh. I just remember thinking, nah, like, uh, you know, no, no offence to any exes or anything. I, You know, I, I had some, you know, nice relationships and stuff, but it was never on the cards, ever. Even people I lived with, I was like, uh, it's just never. And then we Listen, were, was... I said I forgive you about what happened in the room. <laughs> but but let him carry on, because it's quite nice. Oh, my God. Oh, it is Vern, I'm going to put a gazebo you. up after this. <laughs> oh, I quite fancy a gazebo. Thanks, so, um... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. With the podcast, how... How did you initially approach talking about your relationship in a very open, honest way? You know, were you both on board with that at the start? Did you feel comfortable? Did you feel vulnerable stepping into that? Well, you well, had to be, didn't we? Well, it, it kind of got road tested because in my stand-up, every, every fan of mine already knew who Rosie was because... You know, I mean, I had to check with you, didn't I? I had to say, look, something would happen and I'd go, can I use that? And she'd go, oh, God. And then I'd use it in stand-up. So the, po- the podcast was essentially the same level of exposure, but you got to, you got to fight got to back. Talk back. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No, I think the whole being so open, that's us in general, I think. Mm. With you being a comedian and with me, I, I, I'm like that anyway. I'm very much kind of... I tell people everything a bit more than I say. I overshare all yeah. the time. If an Amazon driver stays for too long, I'll tell him something I shouldn't have. Like, yeah. I often see them leaving and I go, I don't know why I said that to him. <laughs> I, I have so done that. I have. So, I, I think also at the moment, because we're in lockdown, I'm just happy to talk to anyone. Same. I've never I've talked to, to my neighbours. Yeah, I'm talking yeah. to my next door neighbours all day, every day. I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. I, and my kids, you know, it, it, we had to have a new dish this is really boring we had to have a new dishwasher delivered at social distance because I was broke and I was like I cannot cope during this time without a dishwasher I don't know what I'm gonna do and my kids were like oh my god a new human and they were just we've got tadpoles do you want to see our tadpoles we've got do you want to see our fish they were just so excited and I thought god we are so we must be so boring to them now because we've been with them every day and we're just these kind of like bits of furniture that are walking around they were so excited. Now, I, I get the oversharing thing massively. Um, can you remember your first row? When uh, It was when Robin was born. We I didn't row until we had a kid. Uh, what? Fern, we were sickening. We were, we were disgusting. disgusting. Our friends were like, stop it. What do you it. mean? You didn't have a row until Robin nah. was born? I not swear. Until, no, and until. I've I've had ex-relationships. I've had some good rows. Like, I love a good row. But we just didn't. Bit, bit of a weird thing to say. I, do, I just love it out. <laughs> but we never had one until Robin until Robin came along. And I think that's when the tiredness, the tiredness stress. stress and stuff like that yeah. begins. Wow. I mean, it's that's crazy. Well, that's amazing for you to always remember if you know if you are mm-hmm. rowing about something to, to know that there's that foundation of it all actually going swimmingly well and, and being quite lovely. So how how did parenthood change you both? You know, it is my God, Chris, I the whole time I'd be sitting next to you on Celebrity Juice was that whole process. And I think I might have bumped into you when you were pregnant. Is that right? Yes. Yes, yeah. we did. Yeah, I came down for one. I think I came for one recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. I remember that whole process. And then like, mm-hmm. oh my God, talk about a doting dad. Just like being so ecstatically over the moon and happy, obviously. But we all know behind that there is just sleep deprivation and yeah. just this huge change and not knowing what the hell's going on in life. How, how did you both deal with that? And how did it affect your marriage? I mean, I just, I've always thought, you. I mean, you're always good with kids and I had absolutely no clue whatsoever. Rosie's got two little nephews who you were very close to before we even had Robin. Um, I found it crazy that you wanted these two children to come round to our house when we were, do you know what I mean? Like you were so good with kids. You were like, should we just bring these loud children round to scream and shout and smash things? I was like, why? Why is this happening? Let's can go you, to the pub. Can you tell Chris is an only child? Total only child. <laughs> Totally no, there's like no kids in his life. Yeah, ah. none. Um, but then, I mean, you blew us away when you when you had him. What you went through, what I watched you go through, it was just like, oh my god. I think a lot of men will experience that. You watch your partner do this this ridiculous thing. Uh, this this like you know, it's like climbing Everest, like having a kid. Like when you see the physical toll it takes, and I was, you were just amazed, and you just took away. And even now, I still look to you for. You know, literally just tonight, I was yeah. putting too much vegetables on his plate and he went, children don't like too much vegetables on the plate. It freaks him out. And I went, okay. And I thought, I'll log that back. <laughs> really annoying that he's nearly five and I'm still learning stuff from you. Like, why didn't you tell us that a while ago? Why have I just heard that tonight? And mother's oh, intuition. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Just to enforce some power and some control. Yeah. I'm like, no, we don't do that anymore, Chris. Sorry. I love that. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wow. <laughs> and did you ever, I mean, I think this is quite rare, but did you... 
have a conversation either pre having Robin or post where you discussed how you wanted to parent, how, how you might do it. Because Jesse and I certainly didn't. And we sort of fumble our way through it every day and go, God, what is the right way? And also, mm. I guess it's so dependent on the child as to how you might go about it. But did you have any conversation around around that? Not really. I think I kind of took the lead. And um, I absolutely <laughs> let you so happily. Yeah, well, we didn't really plan Robin at all. And uh, Robin came during Chris's tour. So when he was 10 days old, you went back on tour. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. 10 days. I was getting gasps from audience members. Well. I'd say I've just had a baby 10 days old and people were like, what are you doing? Got to do what you got to do. Yeah. And how did but you yes. how did you find that, Rosie? Because I had a similar thing with Honey. <clears throat> Jesse went on tour, not a long tour, but he was away for a couple of weeks after Honey was born. And wow, I, I just, it was ridiculous. I found it so mm. intense. And, um, and because you feel, you know, I guess slightly vulnerable after having a baby anyway, it is quite full on. But as you say, you know, you've got to do what you've got to do. And Jesse had that booked in and needed to go. Um, and you and you make it work the best you can. How did you deal with that? It was hard, not going to lie. It was really hard. I wish, looking back now, that I'd accepted more help from our parents who were offering it on the plate. But I was like, no, I'm fine. I'll do everything. Yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah. But it, it was really hard. But I'm, I'm, I know it sounds silly, but I'm quite proud of myself because I did it. And... And he's still alive, and I'm like, he's all right. Mm. And, uh, yeah, you've you managed. I wouldn't have been able to. Literally, you pop out for the day, and I'm like, what's what's happening? <laughs> still like even now. Times I'm like, why? What, what's he doing? He says he's hungry again. Can I give him something? What's the rules? I think keep feeding you them always. <clears throat> yeah, oh, that's what I did. God, yeah. how much do kids eat? So much. It's heavens, oh, ridiculous. Heavens. You guys were insanely courageous in more recently talking about your miscarriage and again creating that connection for people that had been through something utterly devastating and not knowing how to wrap their heads around it and I again like I'm I'm in you know awe of the strength that it takes to talk about that publicly and um and I wonder if you sort of feel that that connection with people that have I'm sure you've had countless messages and I, I wonder if that has helped in your healing in, in any way, having a dialogue around it with, with people that you don't know. Mm. It, it did for me, honestly. It helped you massively. Yeah, I do. We, we hummed and hard, didn't we? Because it was, it was a week later. Um, we hadn't been on social media. Your followers knew. Yeah, it's it's so strange. Um, I didn't have as many followers then even at all, but I got so many messages just like, are you okay? What's going on? And um, and we just kind of chatted about it and we thought, you know what? It, it, is it, what harm is it going to do? We, we did really think about it and we kind yeah. of just thought, you know what, let's be open and honest about it. I love kind of talking about, I don't mind talking about mental health and, and women and bodies and things like that. And this was just something that had never happened to me before personally. And I just thought, you know what, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be shamed of it or anything like that. And we put a post out and the response was incredible. It, everybody was just saying that it had happened to them. I got about 20,000 comments on mm. one post. But I remember you literally mm. sat on your phone. You put it out there. You sat on your phone. I left you. Like, I don't know whether I went out or I went, I was just in the house somewhere. And you'd sat going through messages and reading messages and replying to people and sitting crying. I think, yeah, I was popping in. God, of course I didn't go out. I think I was popping in and out of the room. I was just, bye, I'm off to play golf. I was popping in and out. <laughs> um, and you were a different person when you came off. You were you again when you came off the phone and you said it had helped you so much. And I got messages from people I knew in the industry, people I'd worked with, friends going, oh, yeah, it happened to us. And I was like, no one said anything. No one's talked about it. I know, this is it. It really helped people. And that's cool. Like, it's absolutely cool. I'm not saying you have to talk about it. Christ, it's it's everyone's choice. Um, And if you don't want to talk about it, I totally understand. Um, but I think us talking about it, I think I did get a lot of messages saying that it, it helped people. And, you know, if if you can get something positive about something so horrendously negative, yeah. then, you know, why yeah. not? No, I, I think when it happened, I think the reason, the one of the things that compelled me to kind of talk openly about it was I never thought it would be that bad. I, I knew other people who had miscarriages. Yeah. Because ours was at 12 weeks. It was when we went for the scan. Mm. And um, and I'd, I felt, I feel terrible about, about it now because they told me and I'd kind of go, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. So what's, and 
and not really actually thought. And when it happened to us, I was so devastated and it was so sad. And I just thought, God, like this this has happened to people that I know. And I kind of brushed it off as something not that bad. Mm. So, um, yeah, it was really, it was really helpful. And I, I, I hope that it helped people who, who read it. Oh, and God, I still yeah. sometimes get messages now of people who've, who say, mm. and, and now people, look, people have got babies now when it happened, yeah. and, which I, is really, people lovely. who it hasn't happened to don't get it. And that's fine because it's a really difficult thing to get your head around, whether you haven't had a kid or you don't want a kid or you just got pregnant and boom, your kid came out like our, like Robin. And, I think it's just so, until you've had a miscarriage, you you don't you just can't get your head around mm. it, and that's that's fine because you know it's one of them things you've sadly got to experience to realize how awful it is. But it's fine that people didn't realize, and and you know, and then when you again, it was just the outpour, and it was so many people. People had done like one TV show with or one thing with years ago, or getting in touch, and it was like it was it was a really um, a therapeutic thing to do. Mm. Yeah, it was actually. I think you know, <clears throat> like you say. People don't talk about it because perhaps there is that um, worry that people won't really feel the weight of it or understand it. So people tend not to. And that's why I think it's so brilliant that you um, decided to, you know, be very brave and, and talk about it very openly because it is just allowing people to have a greater understanding. Um, what, what part of your relationship... Do you feel you need to discuss the most or communicate to each other to keep a balance? For me and Jesse, we have to constantly discuss, I guess, practically how we run the family and my guilt around it. So we constantly have to discuss me not feeling guilty, me not like overcompensating for you know, me working and then me wanting to give him loads of free time or whatever. And we have to constantly yeah. communicate about, you know, how how will we practically get through this week and how will we do it emotionally as well and not, you know, freak out at each other. Is there yeah, one subject yeah. that you just have to keep going over or discussing to, to ensure that you've got that contentment or there's an ease to it? Rosie, you know you can slag us off as much as you want. I feel like you're holding back here. Is it? It's, is it me chiming? <laughs> is it me chiming in when you're telling them off or trying to that get involved? You do that a lot. Yeah. Oh, no, Jesse hates like, when I do that as well. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Micro, you micromanage the hell oh. out of like parenting. <laughs> um, I would. I that actually struck a massive chord. What you just said there, Fern, with us as a relationship, um, because. You've or you were working so much when Robin was younger, and I quit my job, so I was very much the full time mom. And then Chris would come home and feel guilty that he hadn't seen Robin, and so you would just like stop everything and see us. And I was like, "What? What? You can do other stuff." And then blah blah blah. And now we're trying to find our feet because I'm back at work as well, mm-hmm. and then we work together. So that that's quite a big thing. Uh, we we're struggling to kind of find our feet in God, what yeah. in in our roles as parenting and, and working, but. I think something that we always seem to kind of go back to, and this is going to, I'm going to slag you off a little bit. That's absolutely fine. But it's not I new, is it? It's not a new oh, thing God, dynamic. Oh, God, no. Jesus. <laughs> no. Not at all. Um, From morning till night. <laughs> no, it's like the anxiety thing as well. I think yeah. that's, even though, because we're so different and we do get on so well, we have such a laugh, but I am, I, I don't understand how Chris gets stressed about certain things that I do not find mm. stressful. Yeah. I can and, wind myself up about nothing, can't I? Yeah, like, and that, really... that's that's what we argue about the most, I think. And yeah. that's not your fault. It's just because, you know, I don't find that I don't find that certain subject annoying or stressful, whereas you do. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think that's probably what we. Yeah. So me. So me. So what we're working on. What we're working on mainly is me. <laughs> no, I'm a pain in the arse. Well, I don't want to say that. But um. Yeah, it's a tricky one. Well, no, I think that's something that most parents um, or married couples or just couples face, feeling like there's a balance and it's so hard to get that balance. And also, I guess, to feel like you've also got your own space and time within that marriage outside of being parents and outside of being workers, Mm -hmm. professionals, whatever. That's that's one thing, to be fair. Sorry, just to to stick up. To stick up for you, Rosie, so you don't sound like you're slagging us off. You constantly oh, no, I was tell slagging me, you off. No, like you might be the only wife on the planet who tells me to go out with my friends. Yeah. Because when I'm home, yeah. when I'm back, 
you're right. I do. I feel a guilt yeah. and, I, and I just want to spend every second with Rosie and Robin. I'm like, I need to get as much as I can. And she's like, you also need some time for you. You've got your work and you've got at home, but you need time to go and do something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so no, I agree. That's, yeah. No, you, you, you're yeah, right. I think so, yeah, it, was, it was kind of a slagging off, but it was nice. Yeah, because yeah. it's hard, I think, that one, isn't it? Because I guess for you, Chris, and I, I often feel the same, you know, I don't really give myself any free time these days because I love my job yeah. and I feel very, very fortunate that I really enjoy everything that I do and I love being a mum so outside of that I kind of think I don't have the capacity to take on anything else even if it is seen as sort of downtime or fun I think it is hard to get that balance and I wonder if either of you feel like it's sometimes tricky to remember this sounds a bit odd but like who you are outside of parenting in a marriage you know I sometimes think what do I like what do I enjoy (laughs) like I love work and I love my family but what do I like I'm the same as that with yeah. the, I can sum that up with the um, the Skybox. I've got nothing to watch on there. Sometimes Rosie will go, go and watch the telly. And there's no, I, don't, I sit there and I go, what do I, what do I watch? What are, what are my things? You what do yeah. I do? You, you don't know how to relax. And, yeah. yeah, she constantly tells us I don't mm-hmm. know how to relax. She goes, go and relax. I'm like, I'm always like standing to attention, like ready yeah. and poised. Yeah. 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 Isn't it yeah. weird? It's frigging exhausting to be fair. And I really am going to work on it. But it's that thing that you said there, Fern, like, when you've got a job that you love, it's, that, it's the old the old mantra in it, um, find a job you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Is it? And it's so true. Like yeah. I come back from a tour and I feel bad for being knackered. I'm like, I'm tired of touring. And it's like, how are you tired? Like, how dare you want to go on a night out with your friends or want to go and sit on your ass and watch a telly? You've been sitting in hotels. You've been standing on stage performing to people. You've, it's, it's like a jolly. And the, and the general public, and I've got mates as well who see it as a jolly. Every night you go to a gig and people go, you having a few beers tonight? And you go, mate, if I did that every night on a 100-day tour, I'd die. Yeah. Like, yeah. no, not every night. And also like, you it's... want it to go well. So there is that element of discipline yeah. around it. It is your job, even though it looks, you know, vastly fun. It looks like and, a jolly, yeah. Yeah, it's obviously that's what that's why you're so good at what you do, because you make it look like it's that, where actually it requires skill and hard work and the creativity yeah. around it. Inside I'm, inside I'm crying. And inside you're <laughs> crying and, and, and like, catastrophizing <laughs> awful situations in your head. I totally hear And then so, Rosie, how, how do you find that? You know, do, do you um, struggle to sort of remember what you're about outside of a marriage or, or motherhood? I did when Robin was younger. Um, I went through a bit of, I went through a right struggle because I quit my job. I went back to work when Robin was four months and I worked for five months and um, it just wasn't right and it wasn't working and the hours were just not, not right and I wasn't putting them to bed and stuff like that. So I quit work and um, I was okay for about six months. I was like, this is great. This is amazing. You know, mom, maternity leave and all that. After that, I was like, what have I done? what have I done? Like full-time motherhood just was not for me. And I felt terrible. I felt terrible that I felt that way because, you know, he's my world. I love him. So I I went through a little stage of just kind of finding out who I didn't have a clue who I was anymore. I was like, I don't know what I want to do. I'm this, I'm this baby's mom and I'm somebody's wife and I don't really know who I am. And then I turned into Chris Ramsey's wife for a long time which was fine which is lovely (laughs) but um it was I was just like because I used to perform you know that was my job before um before Before I had Robin before I even stepped on stage you were performing for yeah yeah? and I just kind of lost who I was and then so over the past few years I feel I feel quite good where I am right now yeah because I feel like I've actually I know exactly who I am I'm doing exactly what I want so right now I feel great but um if you mean by being able to kind of just chill and relax, I'm I'm very good at that. Crazy good. <laughs> I'm really good. She's I got can a switch PhD off like in it. Oh, really? I do, I've just I'm so jealous. I've always been able to do it. <clears throat> I used to be in a tour and cabaret band, and we used to tour all the UK. I would sleep in a van on the floor, right, of a van, and I would sleep in there for like five hours. Wow. I swear, just in the back of the van during the day, we like once the van broke down, and me and a girl were like asleep in the back. We didn't even know. Oh, I'm so jealous. I'm just like, yeah. Unbelievable. Like people who say, oh, my, I just, my head hits a pillow and I'm asleep. I'm like, how? I've always been like that. But again, you're a great balance in that way. You know, like that, it's the same as me and Jesse. I think that, you know, you have that ability to even each other out and to bring that out of each other. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna counterpoint right. here. It is great that we can do that, but sometimes this is Rosie's Rosie's favorite thing is um, when we're lying <laughs> oh, in bed about to go to sleep. She'll go, I can't sleep. 
And like, if we're going, oh, I'm not tired, I'm, I'm worried about this. And I go, what is it you're worried about? And she'll tell us, she'll offload it on me, she'll wind me right up. Right. And I'll go, well, I'm worried about that now as yeah. well. Three seconds later, she's snoring and I'm sitting there staring at the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, that's quite annoying. She's literally just unloaded all of it onto me and just switched herself off. Oh, I feel much better now. And I'm just lying there like, well, what are we going to do? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Because you have to, I just need to talk about something, then I'm fine. I love kind of thrashing something out, talking about it, and then I go, right, okay. A bit like the situation at the minute. I love to just kind of talk about it and just go, right, okay, that's right, and that's happening, right, and okay. But you hit, we're not allowed to talk about it together. Sometimes, so I've got depending to on the days I've had, I had a while, didn't I, right? Mm-hmm. That sort of, yeah, two weeks into the lockdown. I'm, I'm I'm on one at the minute now. I've been so I kind of avoid social media when I'm feeling a bit. And it's not because anyone's nasty. It's because I just sometimes can't be bothered with people people's bullshit. Mm. With everyone arguing, when everyone's arguing a different side and shouting so loud, and I don't know what the answer is, it just stresses us out. And I think I can't read that. It's not good for us. Um. So when I was having that, it was about as you say, it was about two weeks in, three weeks into the lockdown, and I like totally went off my phone and everything, and I would just block the whole lockdown and COVID and corona I would block the entire thing out of my head I would play with Robin I would go out on my bike uh, and I would just pretend it wasn't happening but then you would want to talk about it I, if I can't solve the problem I don't want to talk about the problem yeah no sense. I get it immediately fix it is that it. because you like finding solutions so there's that frustration that you just can't if Robin's playing with a toy and he goes daddy where's this this certain toy like oh I'm missing this from this set my day is ruined until I find that ruined it's like, true it's true i can't sit I still swear. i you need to go and find relax. it and i get this i get such a buzz such a release when i find yeah. it i'm usually sitting uh, on it yeah she's- <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh yeah there it well, is just before just before this <laughs> so happened good. just so rosie's moved offices we've got this room that we're in now which was robin's playroom uh for a while we've been doing these hungry caterpillar it's been sitting in my head we've been doing these hungry caterpillar um uh, jigsaws we must have done that three months ago, mm-hmm. the last time we did it, and one of them has a bit missing, right? Rosie's moved offices. I came in today. There's the missing oh, bit. She found God. it in the drawer, and I just ran through to the other room. Just before we spoke to you, I ran through the other drawer, and I went, Rosie, you found that? And she went, what? And I had to remind her what it was, but it's been in my head, because I knew oh, the hungry... go. Yeah, I knew the hungry caterpillar had a bit missing, and I'm so happy. I, honestly, I'm keeping it in my view. I don't want to lose oh. it again. Wow. It's nuts. It's it's really weird. But it's little weird things like that. And it's I can switch off from it. But again, it's I just need to, I, I quite I like solving a problem. I think it's why I, I watched a documentary about um South Park and they explained uh why they like Lego and it's the same reason I like Lego because after writing comedy that can go anywhere in any direction, you then get a pile of little bricks and you get a little book that goes that bit goes specifically there. That's where it goes, mm. and then it's correct. Um, have you got any sort of rules within your marriage? Obviously, like, please don't cheat. Um, but are whoa, there any... whoa, what? What's is that a rule? Oh, that, that I didn't know be. that. Might be for some, <laughs> might be for some. Um, but are there any sort of rules or just things that you have in place? Like, this is how it's going to be for us to be in a strong relationship. There are some things that I'm not allowed to talk about on stage that we'll never talk about on the podcast. We'll kind of know them now, mm-hmm. but some things get vetoed. Something happens and you go, you can't have that. And you go, right. okay, I'm not going to talk about well, that. Well, probably a little bit of privacy because we've got the podcast and because yeah. Chris has been touring for so long. Um, we share a lot of our marriage, like a huge part of it, but we still then do have like a private life. Yeah. So we've got to keep that private. It's again talking about ways that we deal with that. You... I think we've both learned to understand the way that each other cope with yeah. certain situations. And because at first it did used to drive me mad and and I drove your ma- I drove you mad at how relaxed I could be. Oh. But that's how we cope with things. Yeah. Um I love listening to things whenever I'm stressed and I just need a bit of time. I can't stand silence. I need to have like I have I have an iPad playing with like Real Housewives of wherever have that in my ears, like utter, utter garbage TV. And I just kind of t- uh, clean the kitchen, but I have it in there and you can't, 
You can't believe that I'm j- I'm not of even course, watching it. I've yeah. just got it in my ears. It's just the or noise. I have it's smart. Yeah, like loud music it's on. Like you're keeping the voices out of your head. Yeah, but that's how I <laughs> calm down. So I need si- I'm, I'm different. I need silence. So before we do this, so, so the second ever um, the second ever episode of the podcast we did, um, we had to was it the second or the third? We had to delete it and do it again. You remember? Oh yeah. So yeah, either the second or the third episode of the podcast is called Take Two. And we said at the beginning because we had a massive row just as we we're starting the podcast. Oh, so wow. in the archives somewhere, there's a well, we did the full episode, mm. we did the whole thing, but there was a there was there's a tension. tension. There's oh, a tension. tension. I know that tension. End, yeah. yeah. And Rosie I know was like, that tension. We can't use that. And I was like, we can't use that. So then we did it again. And the fans always ask for it. They're like, you need to put that out. I can't remember what it's that because, was. It's because so it's because well it, well, A, I don't know how to use the equipment um as I as I showed when we started trying <laughs> to do That's this. what it was about. Um, That's what yeah, it was but, about. But but to get in the mood, you did it the idea. So to get in the mood to get ready to do if I get ready to do a show, if I'm getting ready to do the podcast, which is obviously essentially a performance, I need a bit of quiet <laughs> and I need a little moment of zen. Rosie needs to shout and scream like right. an idiot. Yeah. That's tricky. Uh, and and it's and when you're about to do something together. It's difficult. So when we're about to do the podcast, she's like singing. She's on TikTok. She's like, man, it gets you in the mood. And I'm like, oh. So honestly, when we do our tour, whether it be this year or next year, if it gets, hopefully it won't get. I know that was such a shame that got postponed. I was so excited. Oh no, no, mine's been, mine's been, mine's been postponed. Ours hasn't been postponed yet. Your one hasn't. Okay, September in it. So we don't know. We'll keep everything crossed. We don't know. Because I saw when you put all those things out on Insta, I was like, oh my God, this is so wonderful that, you know, you've had this idea as a couple and then it's just manifesting into this beautiful thing with loads of people that are so engaged with what you're talking about. I really hope that you get to do that because it's going to be really a wonderful thing to go and watch and a wonderful wonderful thing to be part of. I know that tension you're talking about. We often will have a huge row like 10 minutes before some really good mates are coming over and it's like, oh, oh shit. Yeah. And then you've got that awful bit where you're really, really nice to your friends because you're really covering up how pissed off you are. And it's, <laughs> they can, they know, they know. They yeah. know. They know what's yeah. not. We normally tell them, don't we? Yeah, we do tell them. I was just about to say, yeah. we'll tell them, we'll go, come on in, we've just been shouting at each other. Um, <laughs> It's all right, though. Yeah, we're all Just right. Get it out. Yeah. We'll, sit in, we'll sit in different rooms for exactly. 10 minutes and we'll be fine. You, you used to tell me off loads, didn't you? Because I used to, like, roast you in front of people, like... Oh, my gosh, that's one thing that we've... We had a massive chat about that. I've stopped doing it. Yeah, that was something that we needed to talk about. Because, I, like, I'm quite good at the whole hiding an argument and and dropping something and kind of just yeah. we'll pick like this like we'll pick this up later mm. just leave it the look you just do the look the look yeah, yeah, yeah we'll talk about this later just don't say anything now chris you couldn't you couldn't do that i'm not and i'm you, very honest chris would be like carrying on the argument while people are there oh, no. and then trying to get their opinion on what's happened and i'm like <laughs> would you stop it's bad in it i'd now. roll them in i'd be like come here let Michael, come here. Is that dishwasher stacked correctly? Look at the clip of this. Look what you've done. <laughs> yeah, we had to have we had to have like a stern word said, about stop, that. Stop doing it. Yeah, yeah I still do no, it in front there's... of your mum because because she's normally here so so often, you know. But uh, yeah, mm. I, 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 I'm, I'm a lot better at it. <laughs> it's a tricky one. I mean, I mean, everyone argues. It's just how it, apart from you two when you first met, but everyone kind of does. You're really just... fuming about that, aren't you? I just can't. Believe, I'm just. <laughs> I'm in absolute shock. I mean, obviously, you've got this beautifully strong marriage. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to do your podcast. You know, you, there's no way you could, you know, tell each other how you've pissed each other off that week if there wasn't that absolute understanding and love of each other. And I think that's why it works so beautifully. I mean, there was one that, Chris, I was like, wow, if you had said that to me, I would be like, later on, it would be the look. I would do the look. And that was when... <laughs> oh, gosh. Which most women do, but... Rosie occasionally might leave a wrapped tampon in a tissue on the toilet system and yeah. you forget about yeah. it. And I thought, oh, Chris, you cannot say that. <laughs> well, well, that actually, I'll tell you how that came up, right? This is how open we are. And this is how much Rosie is like, you know, they say the difference between being a comic and a comedian is a comic is someone who does stand up. A comedian's like, you know, a comedian, like a person who's funny on, on any kind of format. Um, Rosie is absolutely a comedian. You really are a comedian because... I said, can I do this? I'm wondering if I can do this beef. And I was about to read out a different one. And she went, oh, is it the tampons of the sister? Yes, go on. <laughs> I went, Rosie, I haven't even written that in my phone. I thought that would be off limits. She went, no, you can see it. And what I was like, right, you're good. What a legend. Yeah. But this is why people all love it. laughs above all laughs. This is why people I think love it's it. Because if, it's because I know so many people. And obviously when you chat to the girls and you chat to guys and whatever relationships, everybody talks about this stuff, but nobody would go 
publicly and we just thought, oh, sod it. Why yeah. not? Like, everybody goes through the same kind of shit. Mm. They do. It's so true. And I think mm-hmm. that's why people just like listening to it because it is very real and it and it allows them to... I guess it's all of it is about dropping shame around what you... But, you know, because I, I guess also with social media, everything looks so perfect and amazing. And then you have that sense of shame if you don't feel like you're matching up to it. And just to be very real, and I hope that I'm doing the same with what I do, is you just say, well, some days I feel like shit. Some days I feel good. Some days I'm good at my job. Some days I'm awful. Some days my marriage is shit. Sometimes it's great. And it just for people to to hear real life is so, so yeah. important. Um, I agree. Uh, it's been so lovely talking to you. I wish you so well with everything that you're both doing because I just think it is so lovely. I so enjoy listening to your podcast and and I just think it it just breathes, for a, it's a big breath of fresh air talking about marriage in such a way and, and, to, hear, oh, and to hear about it in that way. So thank you so much. I am literally about to go and get into bed, which is there. Um, <laughs> so are we. And, and hopefully go to sleep, but who knows. Um, thank you so much for your time and let's Thanks, keep everything crossed for the tour and, you know, we'll see what happens and stay safe. You too. You too. You Thank too. you so Take much. Care. It's been lovely chatting thanks, with you. Thanks, guys. Bye. Oh, thanks, Rosie. Thank you, Chris. Please do check out their show if you haven't already. Everyone seems to have already, I think. Shagged, Married, Annoyed. Also up for a British Podcast Award for the best new show, no less. And don't forget to vote for Happy Place if you fancy it. BritishPodcastAwards.com forward slash vote. I really appreciate it. Thanks again to Chris and Rosie, to the producer of this episode, Matt Hill at Rethink Audio, and to you lovely lot for listening. So appreciate it. I'll see you next week. Bye. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.